Beat him senseless. You and me, me and you, we gonna throw down. That's why we gonna get serious. You can run, you can run, but you can't hide. It's time for the Fuller Broadcast with your host, Jeff Fuller, and your co-host. Hello, everybody. Welcome live to the Fuller Broadcast 27, 24-7 Sports News Live Interviews, many a coverage. I do MMA, boxing, IKF, kickboxing, Montag, KFC, you name it. I also do the refs and cut men. So if you guys want to have your interview live on my show, just message me. I'll be glad to have you guys live on my show. So today's show is going to be the, his name is Stitch. If you guys don't know who Stitch is, he's a cut man for some of the MMA, bare knuckle fighting. He's done a lot of fights for uh, popular boxers. Welcome on my show, Steve. Appreciate you uh, with all the support. As you guys see, I'm wearing my logo. Uh, KC Cochran made me the logo for my show, and Steve and his wife made me this shirt. I appreciate you guys helping me out. So uh, hopefully we'll get a stitch here in a minute. And we're, here he is. Let's bring him on. What's up, man? How you doing? All right. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you good. Good, good. It's my first time, so bear with me, bro. All right, <laughs> uh, man. The first time's a good thing. So uh, how you doing today? Oh, good. Yeah, doing the same thing. Uh, staying on lockdown. And uh, I did a show last night at the MGM. Uh, was in the bubble from Thursday till after the fight last night. And it's nice to spend a little bit of time with the family today. So kind of like everybody else. That's that's good. Uh, I look like it's going to be a long weekend because with Labor Day going on and supporting all the veterans and everything. Supporting. Uh, so, how how are you? Uh, how did you get into this sport today to be a cut man? How were you? How did you start off? Well, before I was a cut man, I was a trainer, and actually, I studied the martial arts. Uh, I was in the military. I was in the Air Force, and. Uh, from 1972 to 1976, and in 1974, they stationed me in Thailand, and uh, there I started training in Taekwondo, and from there I progressed to Muay Thai, and uh, got back to the States. I got into boxing to kind of improve my skills, and then opened up a school kickboxing, and uh, that's that's where uh, I was a trainer first. I even promoted fights, and I had to learn how to be a cut man, uh, so all that kind of fell in place sounds like you had a wonderful career so being a cut man what what is what was how do you enjoy this job how do you when you in that ring and you go fix a fighter up bleeding so bad when you fix them up how do you know a fighter uh can't continue competing like does he have to have a certain amount of thick cut on his head or or is it your decision, the doctor's decision? How does that work out? Yeah, it's not so much. Actually, that's a good question. But the the reason a doctor or a referee will stop a fight is because what they say is if the fighter is at a disadvantage, so if he has blood coming into the eyes, maybe he has nerve damage, uh, maybe his eye is so closed that he can't see, uh, that will create uh, a fight to be stopped. Uh, but not too much. You know, if you got good ringside doctors uh, that don't get scared with blood, then uh, you'll be able to have a good fight that way. But 
Uh, those are the main things is, you know, to take care of the fighter and give him every chance to win, uh, give him that one more round, right? Uh, no, I've been, I've been watching you, like, man, I don't know how long I've been watching you. It's been a long time. And I've seen how good job you do with all the fighters. And the, the fight I ever watched you do a lot of work on was the, was it Joe, the Joey fight? Joey and uh, Lopez? Oh, you're talking about in the bare knuckle fights. Yeah, bare knuckle fight with Joey yeah, and uh, Tony Lopez. Tony Lopez, yeah, what a blood fest, man. That was uh, that was the first bare knuckle fighting, and uh, what a way to kick it off, you know. And, and basically, these guys, they they are what bare knuckle fighting is is a lot of heart, a lot of cojones, and definitely a lot of blood, you know. Uh, but these guys went at it, man. I got a lot of, a lot of respect for both Joey and and, and Tony because they're the ones that set the pace on what's going on here. Fights have been great. So uh, from all the bare knuckle MMA and I hate to bring up UFC, but what was the most fight that you ever cornered at that you had to work the most? Oh, you talking about with cuts? Yeah, everything. Like, what's the yeah. most memorial best fight you ever uh, well, actually worked on? There, there's been a lot of great fights that I've worked, which is you know one of the honors of me doing what I do, but I think in, in MMA, and we're talking about the UFC, because, you know, at, uh, they kind of put me where I'm at now. But uh, when Vitor fell, uh, uh, Vandalay Silva fought Chuck Liddell, uh, it was about a week before uh, the fight where I saw Vandalay and, and Vandalay and Shogun and Ninja and Verdun, they all in Brazil and in Japan uh, for the Pride fights, they gave me the nickname Santana. So I always had a good relationship with the Brazilians, but I had saw Vandalay like a week before the fights, and and I told Vandalay that's my birthday. Uh, I want to give you good karma and and uh, you know I wish you the best. And it turns out that I'm working with Chuck Liddell, Leon Tabs is working with uh, with Vandalay, and man, Jeff, it's one of the toughest, roughest fights I've seen till this day, where these guys are hitting each other, and you could hear the punches and. And Chuck gets cut, and Vandalay gets rolling, and it goes to the end. It goes the distance, and I clean up Chuck. And then I go to Vandalay, and Leon Tabs is working on him, and he's all full. He looks like the elephant man. And uh, I asked, I said, you know, Vandalay, how you doing? Yeah, because we're friends, right? Don't know, Steve. I'm okay, Steve. And then after all this hard battle, man, he says, Steve, happy birthday. I said, man, you know, what a, what an honor to have uh, that bestowed on me and probably the toughest fight he's ever had. And, and I've no, I've seen you. I've seen, I've watched some of your uh, fights that you worked at. You're, you're, seems like your job is a lot of fans ask me, is your job difficult or is it uh, just easy, relaxing? Yeah, it is. It's, you know, it's to the point where, and we we're talking about it last night at the fights because. Boxing is different than MMA when it comes to the cut men. In, in boxing, they all think it's a secret, right? And <clears throat> I had one guy that just blew me off when I asked him, you know, I'm learning to be a cut man. That's when I had my school kickboxing. You know, I'm learning to be a cut man. Can you tell me what, what you did, I asked. He was a boxing guy. And he says, fuck you, because I'm taking this to my grave, and you got to learn like me, and he Dang. walked away. 
And uh, but boxing guys are like that. MMA guys are entirely different. You know, they they all follow the format that I put together uh, with the you know wearing the gloves, uh, the wrist wrap where we put the swabs instead of like the boxing guys. They put the, the swab in their mouth, their ear, no gloves. Uh, you know, putting the Vaseline on my hand here and working like an artist. Uh, so you see a lot of MMA guys do that. Uh, boxing, uh, for the most part, they're still stubborn. I just saw a fight that they had yesterday on Fox where the guy got cut and the guy didn't know what to do. You know, so that's not fair to the fighter. But, uh, yeah, you know, had a lot of great moments and I've been blessed. And before I come up with any more questions, I want to say there's one movie that I like that you've been in. I love it. Here comes the boom. So how yeah. did it feel to be be like a star in one of those movies? Like a lot of people saw you like, hey, I know that guy. So how did it feel to be in a movie like Here Here Comes the Boom, like uh, in MMA or boxing matches? Yeah, you know, I've, I've been blessed, Jeff, to uh... – I've been like a total of seven movies, you know, playing myself. <clears throat> and, uh, but what happened with uh, Here Comes the Boom, I'm working a fight at the MGM. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, guys are all, people are always taking pictures of me, right? During, hey, can we take a picture? Yeah, sure, no problem. Well, this guy says, can I take a picture of you? I said, no, let's take one together. Thinking he's a fan, right? And he says, I'm Frank. So, so I'm the director of Here Comes the Boom. And Kevin James asked me to ask you if... Uh, for you to be in the movie. And of course, you know, I said, yeah, Bosch Rutten and Herb and Bruce and, you know, uh, all the guys I work with were going to be in the movie. But Kevin James, I was a big fan. My, my wife is like a mega fan of Kevin James. So so I took the part, right? And I'll give you a little behind the scenes stuff on what went on. So whenever you do movies, if you have lines in the movies, you get what they call residuals. And a lot of times the first residual check, like, you know, the big one, in fact, I just got another check from Here Comes the Boom uh, last week. Uh, but the, there's a lot of money, more money sometimes in the residuals. So anyway, I didn't have no lines. And I'm telling myself, I said, man, I got to figure out how to have a line in this movie, you know. But Kevin James, as cool as he is, man, when it was time for me to do that scene, he pulls me aside. He goes, Stitch, we got to have you say something, you know. What do you think? Well, shit, I already thought about it, bro, like two weeks before, you know? And I, you know, I said, well, you know what, man? Here's what I tell the fighters is walking to the UFC. Oh, man, that's good. Yeah, let's do it. So, but one thing I didn't tell them is that I was going to slap them like I do fighters. You know, I'll work on them and, all right, you know, pull, let's go. So, so when it, when it happened, they call me in and I'm working on them and his line is, ah, oh, Stitch, I'm a big fan of yours. I can't believe you're working on me. God, what a week, what a week in my habit. So I'm working on him, and finally at the end, I said, Psh, we're walking with the UFC, and I walk away. And everybody started laughing, man, because I, I didn't want him to jerk, right? So I told him, I said, well, welcome to the UFC, and, and I walked away, and that was the only take I took, and that was my million-dollar line, and I still get residual checks from uh, Here Comes the Boom. So. But Kevin Davis, super, super guy, super guy. Yeah, I, I love all the movies and shows he plays on, like uh, Chuck and Larry. You know, he's a really good actor. And I was a when I when I watched first watch it, I saw you. I was like, I know that guy from somewhere. And it took me a while to figure out where you were at. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's the cut man. Was, yeah, 
Yeah. So it took me a while. Uh, it was crazy, you know, just to spend all this time with Boss Rutten and and uh, just all these guys was was fun. It's always fun when you do something like that, especially when you're representing your sport. You know that that makes it even better. That's true. And I know there's a lot of fighters like to call you uncle when you have them, when they have you in your corner, especially uh, Sheena Star. She loves you. She calls you uncle yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, Uh, so, oh. another question I have for you. I've noticed you uh, you sell some tapes that are available for uh, Cutman for the supplies or something like that. You have yeah. your own. Uh, yeah, I got my own line. But first, Tell us a little get, about that. Yeah, well, first, let me get back to the uncle stuff, right? Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Me, Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Sheena, let me tell you about Sheena. Is To me, I think she's the best cut woman, bar none, in combat sports. Uh, I've worked with her in the bare knuckle fights, and that's not an easy thing to do because the cut ratio is extremely high. But she's cool, calm, and collected, and then she can fight. So I don't know of any other cut man that is active as a fighter and as a cut person at the same time. So, But for me to be called uncle and, and all that, to me, it's um, the grandfather. Some guy's the father, you know, but uh, that bond that I create with the fighters. So to me, that's extremely important. Uh, so... You know, I, I enjoy get that's a respect factor. But yeah, I, I created right. my own uh, I created my own line of tape and, and my N twelve, the one the iron you put here, mine is curved, so it's kind of confirmed conforms to the uh, to the swelling. Uh, the tape is you know, water repellent and all that is at uh, I have it at cutmanforhiresupplies.com. He carries my tape and uh, I did that through a dream, Jeff. I I was busy, you know, I had my own tape but I was traveling so much and uh, yeah, there's Oshina. Love you, Sheena. Uh, so I, I had my tape and I was selling it and I'd be gone on the weekends. And if I got an order like Friday or something, I couldn't send them out. So through a dream, I called Juan Ramirez. He's the owner of Cutman for Higher Supplies. I said, look, would you be interested in carrying my, my products? And man, he jumped on it in a heartbeat because uh, I'm there to, on the marketing side to help him. So, uh, that's how I got started with Cutman for Higher Supplies. But, yeah, you know, everything that I've done, I've done to try to make the game better and, and improve it, you know, and, and educate and, and do as much as I can. Yeah, uh, yeah I, heard, I heard about that line of things you're starting, you know, the videos, uh, stuff you like selling as your own product stuff. And also I've heard that uh, something about ICA patch, you have a, International Cutman Association. Uh, you carry a patch on your jacket or something? What, yeah. Uh, is that something you... Go ahead. Yeah, you know, I, uh, uh, Federico Catizone from Rome, Italy, uh, created the International Cutman Association. And I think fighters need to have an association also just, just to protect them. But, you know, it's an educational thing uh, where we try to help each other. We work as a group, right? As a, as a family and educate and uh, so being that I guess because of my name they kind of uh, nominated me as the honorary president of the International Cutman Association. So I've, I've uh, we've been to Cologne, Germany uh, and, and Athens, Greece where we've done hand wrapping championships and, and get togethers and social and, and, and teach. So now they're talking about maybe in 2022 uh, doing another one in Rome, Italy. Uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil, or 
or Zurich, you know, some one of those places. So yeah, it's nice to be involved with, with them and everybody is on the same mission and trying to make this game better. Because keep in mind, before all this, when it was only boxing, it was horrible. Nobody knew how to take care of the fighters. And, and now people that work in MMA or bare knuckle fights, uh, they're real, real good company, good people. Yeah, uh, so during your career with uh, all the fighters you worked with, what is it like to have all the feedback from all these fighters? You get a lot of good feedback. Like, they love how you take care of them. You treat them like you're like they're, you're, they're your own kids, and they love that. They like somebody to take care of. What is it like to have all that support and people behind you all the way where you're at? Uh, that's, that's a good question. I think Sheena would understand because – you know, we're, we're in the trenches with these guys. And as Frank Mir said, you know, when I see Stitch popping into the dressing room, my stomach just drops because I know it's time to fight. And, you know, we have to bring, outside of working the mechanics, Jeff, and wrapping hands and, you know, working the cuts, psychology is, is a major part of our tools that you can't learn as something that has to be within your system. You got to know what it feels like. Right. When they get you have to be in those positions to understand the position that they're in, right? And, uh, and and then know how to apply the things. But psychology is a big, big thing. And 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 when the old Machina beat Rashad Evans uh, for the, the, the title, I worked with the old Machida. And if you remember, his father uh, was a very proud Shogun type of Japanese fighter, right? Or gentleman. Uh, but after the fight, I go in the dressing room and, and uh, I congratulate the old Machida. And, in front of his father, he says, Teach, in the ring, you are my father. And I'll tell you what, man, that made me feel so good because I know it came from his heart. And, and I thought about it, and he said, you know what? Yeah, I am like your father. And I told the father, I'm going to take care of him like he's my son. And uh, that seems to be the way I treat these guys. And uh, whether you're a four-rounder or whether you fight for a world title, you're a gladiator, you're a fighter, you deserve to be treated uh as a world champ, no, no shortcuts. Man, uh, I don't know what other question to ask, but I got one other question. Is somebody asked me to ask you, when do we expect to see you back in the corner again? Oh, I'm doing fights every week, bro. You know, I uh, uh, uh now with the knuckle fights, you know, I unfortunately what's happening is when this pandemic hit, uh, we were everybody was out of commission. Well, Top Rank, which is the top boxing promotion, uh, called me. And being that the COVID has affected so many different things, different ways of doing that, I know we're stitching in the corner. I could be calm, cool, and collected. Just focus on who's in front of you. Stitch as you cover. It's Travis Thompson. I love that kid, man. He's the best stretch guy that goes to the way. With my ass to shame, you know. So a shout-out to him, man. But uh, I was so excited. I forgot what I was talking about, but. No, you got to love these guys, man. It's just, you know, that's what makes my job fun is is to work with these guys. And uh, I told a guy last night that, you know, I've worked so many world title fights that that's not even an issue. For me, it's to know the individual that I'm working with and see how he got from square one all the way to the top because it's a tough, 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 tough road uh, that these guys go through, you know. So, uh, so I've been blessed. Yeah, sorry, uh, Travis was uh, Travis is a good man. He 
He's ready. He's going to sound like Mr. Lane that let me bang. So Travis wants to get in and start punching faces. And I mean, he's a really cool guy. Yeah, I know. He kills me sometimes. I, I tell you what, when, whenever I'm if Travis is in a fight, and whether I'm in the other corner or his corner, I know I'm going to get some work. And I guarantee to get some work. And, and, uh, I prepare for that. So he's a warrior. You know, Jeff, the thing I like about bare knuckle fighters, opposed to, I always say, you know, boxers and MMA guys, they're right here mentally. Bare knuckle fighters to cross that line, mentally you have to be up here. The whole mental game is entirely different. And and to me, I have to respect them for, for what they do. So, but getting back to the bare knuckle fights. So what happened is, uh, is, yeah, top rank called me, and they were going to start doing fights in what they call the bubble. And the fights are at the MGM here in Las Vegas. Uh, but we were going to be doing 13 shows in six and a half weeks. So they had boxing on ESPN uh, every Tuesday and every Thursday for six and a half weeks. So literally, the ESPN guys and, and uh, the camera guys and top rank and, and even Mike Basil, the other cut man, they had to stay in the bubble uh, for six and a half weeks. I would check in on Sunday night. Uh, I would get tested for the COVID. I'd have to be in my room till the next day. Uh, then I'd go to the weigh-ins and I'd do the fight. Uh, and then at the next day, I'd get tested again for the Thursday fight. And then uh, after the fight Thursday, I, I'd go home. But, uh, you know, those are the things. But anyway, get about the bare knuckle fight. The last two fights that they've had, Top Rank has had shows. We have shows every week now. So being that uh, um, it's local and, you know, I'm kind of committed to them right now, uh, I'm doing that. But I got to get a hold of Dave Fowlman and say, look, man, don't scratch me off the list because I love working with these guys. And, and uh, you know, once everything gets handled where there's more of a gap, then I'll be able to do what I was doing before. All right. You heard that, David. He's trying to get a hold of you. So when you get a chance... Uh, don't forget me, man. <laughs> so, uh, how do you feel? I just want to ask you about this. How, how do you feel how they're, everybody's handling the COVID nineteen right now? You being a cut man, how do you feel their hand the fights are handling everything right now? Yeah, you know that's uh, it's a good question that uh, people need a lot of answers to, right? So what happened? I had a, a good ending before this COVID shit kicked in, right? So I was in New York City. Uh, I was going to work uh, boxing with Shakir Stevenson, a uh, world title fight. So I get in on Thursday night, and uh, they say, no, the fight's still going to go on. There's just going to be no audience, right? I said, all right. As long as they throw a punch, I get paid. So Friday morning, they called us and they say, well, you know what? Uh, the fights have been canceled because of COVID. Uh, we're going to fly you guys back home. So I went home, and, and right after that, everything went on lockdown, and, and a lot of the guys – you know, the gyms are closed and, and what have you not. And, and like with top rank, when they had their first fights, they called so many guys in, but so many guys were only in shape to go and fight. Uh, so there was a lot of guys that took last minute type of fights. Uh, but it, it's changed the game, man. And what we're doing now, it, it's never going to be the way it was before. Never, you know. And, uh, you know, with no audience, I, I hope the audiences are able to come back because it's not the same. You know, I've done all these top-ranked shows and, and I've got 15, 16, 17 shows, I think, of them. 
the last three months. Uh, but it's not the same, you know, with the enthusiasm. Um, but I hope it comes back, and I hope it comes back, you know, within a year. But I think we're stuck doing this definitely for the end of the year, till the end of the year. I mean, ever since this COVID-19 hit, I mean, I've noticed a lot of fighters are very frustrated. They're training so hard at what they do, and they have to support their family. And and they're just, like, really frustrated. They don't know what to do now. They, you know, they've lost, like, all the sponsors' supports on some of the fighters because of this COVID-19. Do you think that we'll be able to get back to 100% within a few years that we'll be able to, fighters will be able to gain what their momentum to get back where they were before this COVID-19 hit? Yeah, I think, you know, within two years, we'll be, we'll have the, the full audiences once this uh, this COVID is, is arrested. You know, that was the word for all the bullshit that's been going on and separation of people and all that bullshit. The, the word that caught me, interested me was being arrested, the covid if it's, it has not been arrested, and when it does, then they'll minimize it. Eventually, we'll be able to control it, but that's not going to happen soon. But I think within two years, man, I think you know we'll be able to do that. Though we'll still be taking a lot of precautions. Uh, but yeah, and, and you know, I feel sorry for a lot of people because they're not working. You know, and uh, you know the fighters. You're right; they have to depend on the families, and, and and they never thought about it, but they lost their sponsors. But I lost one of my four. <laughs> they gave me an explorer to drive, and uh, because this kicked in, they said, "Well, you know, let's wait till all this finishes." Because uh, you know, but now I, I feel blessed that I picked up this opportunity with Top Rank uh, to to do weekly shows now till at least the end of October. But I would think that uh, it's going to continue probably to the end of the year. And then, uh, you know, Mike Tyson's supposed to fight uh, Roy Jones. Um, I know yeah. I have two fighters on that card, um, maybe three. Uh, so, you know, that would be good for finances in November for me. Uh, and then December, uh, I work with Tyson Fury. Uh, I think he might be fighting Deontay Wilder again uh, in December. So if I finish up that year, uh, I'll be blessed. And I'm blessed now, but I'll be happy. Yeah, uh, like I'm blessed to have you on my show, man. <laughs> It's good to meet you. I've all these years I've been watching you, man. It's it's great to have you. Uh, so I'm trying to think uh, other questions. So from here and oh, that's why I want to ask you. So if I ever come to Vegas, would would I be able to meet you sometime? I mean, I'd love to have you like picture to picture with you and stuff, man. Yeah, My kids heard about you, so yeah. You know, Jeff, I'm I'm very receptive to fans. Uh, because I'll give you a story from way back, you know. Um, before I moved to Las Vegas, I've been in Las Vegas 20, going on 26 years. Like I say, and I, I work with boxers and kickboxers. But we had a show here in Las Vegas. It's before I moved to Las Vegas. I'm from Northern California. And uh, it was me and my three brothers. And after, it was a Don King fight card. And after the fights, you know, they have to have the fight parties. And, and we're nobody. I was still Jacob. You know, I don't think people even call me Stitch. But we're talking to Randall Cunningham. And if you remember, Randall Cunningham was a quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, yep. we're excited. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're excited because it's Randall Cunningham. But one of Don King's guys comes in and he says, hey, Randall, I need to talk to you. And this man says, hold on. He goes, 
let me finish talking to these guys. And man, I felt about this big. I felt proud that, you know what, we were somebody. But I said, you know what, I'm never going to be like a guy that will just pass you by. And I'll always give myself the fans. So the question, the answer is, yeah, you come to Vegas, touch base with me, love to get together and, and, and meet you. Yeah, that would be awesome, man. That would be awesome. Especially do a one-on-one interview live right there on the spot, you know. Yeah. Jeff, real quick, this is what makes my job fun, you know, is, is the fans. And that's one of the things that I miss in these type of shows uh, that I'm working right now is that you can't relate to the fans and work with them. And, and, and they just, they're the ones that give you energy. So. That's the I'm really glad to hear that. I mean, there's a lot of people who watch my show. I, even my kids, they they appreciate what I do. And yeah. My little girl right here is not even uh, nine years old. She she's a, like what I do. You know, I interview fighters, revs, cut man. I don't care who interview. Their job is hard. They do what they do to take the fighters. The fighters do what they do. Right in the ring. And I love what I do. Get you guys out there and let everybody hear what you say. That's what I love about my job too. So yeah. Yeah, and I've always said, you know, this is the type of thing that uh, if you do it for the money, you do it for the wrong reason. There has to be a passion for what you do, right? And then from there, you grow your program, and you know, you have fun as you're doing it because not everybody is gonna be able to do this as a full-time job. And that, like I said, that's why I tell people, everybody wants to be a cut man now. I, I got an email from a lady today that, uh, and a medical, in the medical field, and, and, and I tell them, look, you got to spend hours and days and weeks and months and years in the gym working as a fighter, understanding the fighters, and, and then going out and, and learning. And But I tell them, if you do it for the money, you do it for the wrong reasons because you're not going to make no money. That's so true. That's so true there. All right, so for uh, I want to ask you a quick question. Um, how can the kid, uh, the customers, or the fighters, or everybody get hold of? Uh, I guess your premium premium cutman supplies. Would you have a website or anything they could go to? Yeah, that's uh, that's my buddy Juan Ramirez. He handles all my stuff. Plus, he handles everything for a cornerman and and cutman. The only place to go, man, and that's that's why I have him carrying my product. But go to uh, Cutman and the number four. So Cutman number four. Uh, so CutmanForHire.com. And uh, he has, he's a good man. He'll get it out to you like this. All right. So before we get you off here, uh, I want to thank you so much from your for your time to being on my show, the passion you do for the fighters, the love you give them. And uh, that's why I wanted you to bring you on my show because you're, you have a lot of passion for what you do, sure. and I wanted everybody to hear hear your story. So I'm happy to have you on my show. And uh, if there, would you like to say anything to your sponsors, any fighters, or anybody out there before we get you off here, sir? Yeah, you know, there's, there's, yeah, of course, you know. Uh, I guess first and foremost is is Mark Zucker. If you remember when I was at the UFC, uh, one of my sponsors was a company called apparel company called One More Round. Uh, well, <laughs> when I worked with KSI, a YouTuber, uh, Mark Zucker saw me and we connected again and he's the one that makes my outfits now. And uh, so we teamed up. So One More Round, 
uh, check out some of their clothes because they got some nice outfits. Uh, and then uh, I also, I'm with a CBD company. It's called uh, CBD Science. Uh, Sheena knows about it. Uh, I think Travis might need some, but it's, uh, they created a cream for cuts and they call it uh, Stitch Premium Cut Cream. Uh, but what it is, it has uh, CBD for the inflammation, uh, has a, a stem cell for the growth of the tissue and vitamin E and collagen. And, and so we've been using it at the bare knuckle fights. So whenever uh, the fighters would get cut, of course, they have to go into a dress room and um, get sewn up. And then Jay Timms, uh, the marketing guy for CBD Science, takes a picture of them, gives them the cream. Uh, they apply it every day, and then at the end of the week, they'll send us a picture, and, and we've used them as proof sources. So the results have been tremendous. And uh, so now, you know, they're starting to uh, make production uh, to what they're going to be out and putting it out. But it's not good for the medical field and uh, for the women that are getting plastic surgery or men, you know. But it, uh, one of the things we found out is it also minimizes uh, the scarring. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, outside of uh, doing work as a cut man, uh, but also, you know, do other things. And, of course, you know, uh, Juan Ramirez at Cut Man uh, for higher supplies. These are the guys that I'm interlinked with, uh, and we work on a regular basis. All right, sir. I really appreciate you being on my show stage, and I can't wait to see you on TV. All the places coming up, especially with Tyson and Roy Jones. And yeah. that's going to be a fight that I'm definitely going to watch. So we'll yeah. see how Mike Tyson turns out being 53 years old. We'll see how it works. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, I don't think you'll expect to see the same Mike Tyson as you saw when he was Mike Tyson. But nonetheless, you know, right. Mike Tyson is like Muhammad Ali, where uh, he's always going to be recognized and respected throughout the world uh, till the day he dies. So... And just to be part of, of that part of history uh, for me uh, is, is pretty awesome. All right, sir. I appreciate you taking your time every, out of your schedule to be on a full broadcast show. And I hope to have you on my show within the future because I know you're going to be really busy. And I uh, hope to see you in Vegas. When I travel out there, I'll message you or whatever. And uh, good luck with the rest of the place coming up. And hopefully... Uh, this COVID nineteen ends. It will. It, it will. You know, we're we're tough and resilient, bro. And it's not the it's not the first time we've tried to get spanked by Mother Nature. You know, uh, but uh, yeah, no, just, <laughs> everybody stick together, man. And yeah, I'd love to meet you and and just you know tell your nine year old daughter to uh, follow her dreams, man, because dreams do come true. And uh, I'm no exception. You know, I'm I'm just a normal guy, but uh, just doing the right things and. And uh, taking opening up the right right doors, uh, and then having a passion and desire, that'll get you to the top. But that's the way you are, so I think she'll be okay. All right, all right. Thank you, sir. Thank you for all the kind words, and I'll see you soon. Have a good right, day. Have a good night. Thank you for being on the right. Thank you for being on the full broadcast. Of course, bye. Bye, Sheila. Bye, Travis. Bye. All right, bye, bye, young lady. All right, thanks. All right, have a good night, sir. All right, guys, you heard from a full broadcast 24-7 sports news. You heard it from the Stitch himself. He's been on Here's the Boom. 
He's been a lot of big cards. He he's passionate what he does. He he comes from the heart. He loves to do what he does. He takes care of the fighters like he's one of his. And uh, as you heard him, he's got a lot of fights coming up. He's going to be uh, doing, which is uh, I think he says starts this week at Top Rank Boxing. So I appreciate you guys uh, watching my show and hearing it from the stitch. I'll see you guys Tuesday night. Thank you for watching the full broadcast, 24-7 sports news, live interviews, and many coverage. And I also like to thank my sponsors that are helping me out with my show. Steve Tyson, the hitman. Thank you. And D&D &D Bates. He's got baits for you. If you want some baits, just go on his website, D&D &D Bates. Thank you, and have a good night from the Full Broadcast Show.